It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Short, Parks, James Seltzer coming your way till 3 o'clock. And Elliot, the Bump and Go Birds intro finally played on WIP after Carson Wentz has been traded. We made it, buddy. I have not been so excited to do a radio show in maybe my whole time at <laughs> WIP. Maybe my all week. All I've been thinking about is getting into this station at 1 o'clock and talking about this Carson Wentz trade, man, we were here last week. You asked me if we thought it would happen. We both said no, just to like prepare ourselves <laughs> mentally. When it finally did happen, I mean, we've done the reaction pod. I've had a few days to think about it. And the more I think about this, the better it looks. Oh, like the, the sun shines more and more <laughs> the more I think about this trade. I just oh, look, and we'll get into it, but <laughs> yeah, we need to. Yeah, I, I think this is it's Eagles fans. Uh, I said this to Angelo. I think Eagles fans should be very excited. Wow, that's so, how they should feel. So uh, look, I, I think I am. Uh, I am not where you're at. I am happy that Carson Wentz is gone. I'm happy this whole thing is over. And and I, I as I said many times, I did believe that it had gone to a point where. I didn't think Carson Wentz could be back no matter what. Like, it was broken. It was over. It was done. So I'm happy he's gone. And given the context of the situation where it feels like Carson really put a lot of pressure on them to go to Indianapolis, it feels like maybe the league didn't value Wentz the way other people thought he might have or whatever, considering just in a vacuum the trade that was made, considering the, the other teams involved and all that, sure, a, a solid return considering, but... Man, I can't look at this situation as anything other than an unmitigated, complete and total organizational failure of epic proportions. And I can't disassociate that disaster that led to this guy leaving town with the fact that he's actually gone and being excited about it. Are you ready to admit you were wrong about Howie? That's basically, <laughs> I guess, what I should ask no, you, right? I mean, no. look, for the Eagles to get what they did 
for Carson Wentz, a player they benched last year, a player that was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, a player that has had injury history. And this is the most important point I don't think can be emphasized enough. Carson did not want to be here. This does not happen if Carson does not force his way out. To be quite honest, I'm very tired of the pity party that's been happening for Carson over these last few weeks. Nothing personal. Carson's a great guy. I love the charity work he did. He helped win this team a Super Bowl. He'll always have that. But the people out there that are saying, oh, well, you know, of course he forced his way out. Who would want to play for this team? Blah, blah, blah. No. Carson forced his way out. The Eagles were put in a tough spot because of Carson. This is Carson's problem. Carson created this mess that Howie Roseman had to pick up. Howie has not done a good job overall over the past years. I'm not going to disagree with that. But Carson's the one that put them in this situation. Carson told the team he wanted out, right? That's a fact. Let's not, you know, play these like fake narrative game that people like to spin about. Well, it's media created and Carson didn't say he wanted out. No, Carson wanted out. The Eagles were put in a spot where they had to get value for a quarterback that, again, bench last year, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, hasn't won a playoff game in five years. He committed to this team and then changed his mind. That is what happened. And to turn that into probably a first-round pick and a third-round pick, the cap implications are good overall. This team, the future is brighter today than it was with Carson Wentz on the roster. And so for all that to happen, I think Howie did a phenomenal job getting value back for him. Oh, my God. Look, I uh, uh, some things you said there, I'm fully on board. No pity party for Carson. This guy wanted out of town. This guy quit on this city. And a guy who, like you said, and let's be honest, was one of, if not the worst quarterback in football, one of the worst quarterbacks in football in 2020. And and look, people can have a bad year. My issue was how he handled the bad year. He did not take any ownership. He was not willing to say how, you know, and, and we hear all this stuff behind the scenes, that the all the issues he's had with Doug and with the changing of plays and of this and of that, that we're like, I'm, I'm fine with Carson being gone. I think he wrote his own ticket out of town through this time and all that but you cannot just completely minimize or or whitewash the role that Howie Roseman played in Carson Wentz being gone we've talked about it a ton of times how many mistakes along the way obviously did they try and help Wentz with picks sure he missed them all they drafted Jalen Hurts which it's a whole separate discussion of we think that Carson Wentz should have been broken by them picking Jalen Hurts I think we would both agree we would like our quarterback to not take that so personally and to not have so many issues with that but but they know Carson Wentz they Mm -hmm. had that guy in their building for four years at that point they know him as a person if anyone's gonna know that Carson's not gonna handle that well it should have been Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie and they still went out and did it so to absolve Howie Roseman's role in this whole disaster in fact, I would say he played a bigger role in Carson Wentz having to leave the Eagles than Carson Wentz. Carson- oh, that's absolutely insane. And again, insane. this is not to absolve Wentz. I think Wentz, I, look, I have turned my, changed my opinion on Wentz so much over the last few months where I have come to, I appreciate the role he played in the Super Bowl. Drafting him was 100% a massive success no matter what we won a Super Bowl, but... I'm definitely annoyed with the guy. I'm definitely disappointed with how he left this town. He played a major role in it, and he has to own that. But to to just look at the trade and say, how he got a lot of compensation without realizing that Carson Wentz isn't getting traded, this disaster isn't happening without Howie Roseman, I think is, is unfair. Well, I don't even know if that's true, right? Because you're saying that it's Howie's fault Carson's gone. A, that's insane. This is 80 to 90% Carson's fault because, again— 
he's the one that asked to be traded, right? He is the one. And I know it's going to say, well, he didn't demand a trade. No. If Carson doesn't want to be traded, Carson's still on the Eagles, flat out. Now, it was a blessing in disguise that he did it because the team is way better off without him on the roster, but it's still his fault that he's gone, flat out, period, end of story. So I don't see how you can say that this is Howie's fault when what Howie did was take a bad situation and turn well, it into— You're just looking at this situation. It's the what, only situation we're no, talking about. the situation about. we're talking about is the, the situation that led to him— what led to, to what led to this? It, what led to this is Carson playing poorly and Carson this, not handling when, the Jalen Hurts situation. When did it start? When did it or Jalen Hurts? The, yeah. When they drafted Jalen Hurts, this all started. This but why did they draft Jalen Hurts? I don't know. They just gave Carson Wentz a hundred twenty right. million dollar contract. I still to this day cannot explain why they drafted Jalen Hurts. It makes no sense. And the Jalen Hurts pick is interesting because I do think that it was a flawed process in a lot of ways because of what you just said. But the reason they took Jalen Hurts is because Carson was hurt all the time. Carson had never then won a don't playoff give game. Him that massive well, that's contract. right. That's like, a different discussion. You do one or the other. You either buy into the guy, you give him the contract, you put everything around him, and you roll, or you play it safe and you draft. But the guy they and you did don't that. Give him a they did that, and it backfired, right? <laughs> Massively. And, and but but because of the return they got, they minimized the damage from the mistake. Right? Uh, kind of. Not a first really. round I pick mean, this, and a third round pick is phenomenal return. We are sitting here with an organization with zero young talent, like zero comparative to like, and certainly zero blue chip yes. young talent. Uh, GM who has proven certainly over the last three years, I would go further back, but let's just say over the last three years, to be one of the worst drafting general managers in the sport. And the only way you can rebuild this team right now is to hit is to nail these draft picks, to rebuild with youth and all that. Like, why would anyone feel good about where this situation is right now and where this team is moving forward? They don't have anything, and they've got a general manager who can't rebuild it. Well, let's talk about the situation they're moving on from. They're trading a quarterback that, if we're going to be brutally honest about it, was not successful so far in the NFL. 35-32-1 as a starter, success, right? No like, playoff wins in five not years. Successful. They are not he, trading like away. You can't say not successful. He's been average. He's, well, he has had really high highs and really low he's had, lows. It he's had, out to average, but to say not successful, I mean, the guy was a major reason they won a Super Bowl in a year. Yes, that, that alone I know. He was a success. major reason. In That's 2017, success, I'm though. aware. Like, that is successful. Okay, maybe not successful is strong, but regardless, in 15, 20 years, when we look back at the pro football reference page of Carson's time with the Eagles, it is going to show no playoff wins, 35-32-1 and one no as a starter. In Philadelphia, you're talking about who knows what happens from here. Correct. Right? I'm yeah. talking about his time with the Eagles. Yes. Yeah? So, so you're saying why should, they, why should fans feel good about where the team's going? Like, they weren't going anywhere with Carson. We saw five years of Carson. We know what Carson is. He's inconsistent. He'll have four or five-game stretches where he looks great, and then he'll have 10, 12-game stretches where he's average to below average. So I do not think moving on from Carson is impacting this team's future whatsoever negatively. But outside of that, you said, why should fans feel good about where we're going? Because we've seen this movie. This is could not be more of a carbon copy of 2016. They have a rookie, well, either uh, either a rookie uh, or they, had, hold on. they were in a better situation in 2016 from a roster perspective. Kind, kind of. I mean, Absolutely they, they, they had were. two or three blue chip players they that ended up. Yes, they had Lynn yeah. Johnson. They had Zach Ertz. They had guys like Fletcher Cox, still pretty young. Brandon Graham, not yeah. that old. Like they, they were, had guys. They had guys. Yep. But what they also did was they hired a new head coach. What they just did. They they had traded Sam Bradford, went and got Carson. Right. So this year they're going to trade Carson, either go with Jalen or draft. Up, move up for a quarterback. So there's a lot of similarities. Like we have seen the, t- we've seen this movie before. We have seen them rebound from this. The Eagles under Jeffrey Lurie, and I know 
the Lurie brand right now is maybe not great, right? But the Eagles under Jeffrey Lurie have never stayed down for long. So this idea that trading Carson is like going to torment this few, this franchise for years, it's crazy. It's absurd. And again, the pity party for Carson has to stop. We have to move on from feeling bad for this guy. He decided to quit this team. That is what he did. It's his decision. I'm, he's allowed to make it. I think he's better off in Indianapolis for a load of reasons. I don't blame him for doing it, but I don't feel bad for him. I don't think it's a move he had to make, and I don't think that the Eagles are worse off for it. I think that the Eagles are in a good spot. The more and more I look at this return, the more and more I think about where they're at. Next year, they're going to have almost $80 million in cap space. They're probably going to have two first-round draft picks, right? So the rebuild is not going to be as hard as you think. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. You are looking at way too myopically. First of all, with this trade, look, I agree. Carson Wentz is gone. That is better than Carson Wentz being on this team now. Like, with this situation as it is, Carson had to go. He had to leave. Like, there was no future with Carson Wentz on the Eagles, in my opinion. So getting whatever you can for him, like, that's fine. I'm talking about the big picture. And to your point about 2016, like, Howie Roseman was a different person when he walked out of that closet that Chip Kelly put him in. He was a different person. And mm-hmm. we all saw it. Jeff, Jason Kelsey talked about it in his Super Bowl speech. Like, a different Howie Roseman. Guess what? The old Howie's back. The one who got put in the closet in the first place. That dude is back. That's the guy. And now Jeffrey Lurie is like massively involved because he got a little involved after Chip left and they won a Super Bowl. So he's like, ho ho, I guess it's cool if I'm involved. I do good things. We have Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman running this team right now. How could you possibly, after what we've seen the last year, everything transpire from the Carson Wentz situation to Doug Peterson being brought back for an end of year Zoom, then getting fired a week later. Nick Sirianni hired out of nowhere the whole coaching staff like this whole thing like how could you possibly possibly have faith in these two guys to move this forward because all I heard throughout this Carson Wentz process was Howie is gonna blow it Howie's overplaying his hand Howie should take the the you know this offer that, that ended up not even being true but like this this whole thing throughout this whole process was I don't trust Howie to make the trade he got a great return he got Honestly, better than even I thought. And I thought he'd get a fine return. No, he got a great return. He got what's likely going to be a first round pick and a third round pick. He got a good return considering the situation. Like, considering the. the, Yeah, he got a great return considering the situation. He got a good return this year. Like, oh, I trust him now to run the franchise when the guy hasn't made a good draft pick in years. Like, you're focusing way too much on the draft. That's the most important part of his job right now. Like, uh, that's how that. How does this team? Okay, how does this team get back to being a, a contending championship team without mm-hmm. the draft? How? Well, look, they have to draft well. I'm not disputing so, that. So that's it. Okay, I just but, said that. Like, but what are they you did it before. About? They did it before. They've rebuilt this. We've seen them do it twice as an organization in the last like eight years. But Howie alone, we've seen do it set in 2016 when he did this. a different so, Howie, but a you, completely different man. I don't know if that's true. It you, you, certainly seemed that way. We look. I, I just flat out don't think that's true. I don't see how you can say he's a different Howie Roseman than he was three well, or four years ago. Well, certainly effectiveness-wise, how about that? Like, we could look at the, what he did in 2016 and 2017 versus what he did in 2018, 2019, 2020, which have been three disastrous. Like, well, three of the worst was, years we've seen bad. a general manager have in, in the, our time in Philadelphia. Like, as bad a three-year run as you could possibly have. Oh, well, that's leading, strong. Culminating, that's strong. culminating with the franchise quarterback that you gave a $120 million contract to that you were supposed to be the future of your franchise, culminating and that guy wanting out of town and forcing a trade to a team where you barely get anything back comparatively okay. to what you thought you were going to get if you had traded Carson Wentz 
two years ago. Yeah, but the ago, reason whatever. Carson's value is not as high is because he sucks. Yes, that's not how that, he has but, nothing to do with regardless, that. Regardless, this is an organizational failure. Like, there is no other way to look at the Carson Wentz trade than what an epic disaster. That's it. That's the takeaway. Like, yeah, did they get what they could for him considering the situation they were in? Sure. The problem is the situation they but were yeah, in. But you're minimizing the return, which is no, impacting your— the, the return is like— almost meaningless to this discussion. The discussion is the fact that it happened, the fact that they allowed this, their organization is so dysfunctional that this is where we're at five years after Carson Wentz was drafted is is an epic disaster. Like, it doesn't matter what they got back because the, the situation itself is so, such a mess. Was, this, was the selection of Carson at number two overall a good pick? Yeah, they won a Super Bowl. Okay, so there you go. Right out of there, you've in a lot of ways got the value you wanted out of Carson, right? But what it they've done now is— It doesn't is, minimize what, how it ended. It doesn't change—like, yes, it was a worthwhile pick, but that doesn't mean you get a, a pass for how this all played out. Yeah, it, look, it didn't play out at certain stages great. I'm not disputing that, but the end result is the end result. And the end result is they traded a not-good quarterback for what's going to be a first- and third-round pick. That is great return. Stafford got two ones and a three, right? And well, all I heard was, oh, like, how he's crazy to ask for that for Wentz. How he's never going to get value for Carson. I mean, he how he that. doesn't know how he to do a trade. He didn't get close to that. Like, he got a first and a third. He didn't get two ones and a third. Okay, he well, he also didn't have to trade away Real Jared quick, Goff. He, he got a, a second that likely will be a first, but to say it's a first is... It's not a first. Well, all right. If, if if it's not a first, then the trade looks even better. Could have gotten hurt or if, whatever. Right. If a year from now that's a second round pick, chances are it looks even better because that means Carson was A, benched, or B, got hurt, and you're looking even better for getting the that fact for Carson. That they had to trade this guy, take the biggest cap hit in the history of the NFL by like $13 million is a disaster. Like, it's just but a disaster. Carson caused it. You're blaming Howie and Larry. Howie caused it. Carson Carson played a role. He played his own role in this. I'm not. He played the largest role. Dude, Howie. This Who is, asked this to be traded? Organization. This Who is, asked to be this traded? This is why no one wants to play for these guys. Like, really? Like, you think that this. How could you possibly argue this organization is being run after what we've seen the last year? They're one year? of the better run organizations oh in the God. NFL. Oh if you want God. to just look at the flat I, out record, I, I know that doesn't that fit. Right now, to, forget the record. Right now, today, I think the Texans are the only organization okay. that. I think is being run worse today than the Philadelphia. You can't Eagles. forget the record because the record is the biggest part of the whole thing. Okay, <laughs> that's like the number one thing that you look at when it comes to the success no, of an you organization. Look at the situation, you look at the people, you look at what they're doing. Things change, man. Like people don't stay the same. It's not stagnant. Just because you did something five years ago doesn't mean you're going to do the same no, thing but, five years later. But when you look at track records, right? The reason I, I the reason I don't think Carson will be successful in Indianapolis is because I've seen five years of him. I've looked at his track record. He He's inconsistent. He does suffer injuries, right? I'm not super worried about Carson going into Indianapolis. But what I do know is the track record of Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie is a strong one. It just flat out is, especially okay, compared quick, to other organizations. Real quick, real quick. And we're going to the phones in one second. Honest. Stop. Forget the track record right now. Yes. How the last, let's just say even the last month, but really the last year, what you've seen Jeffrey, Rowan, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman do with this franchise, you honestly feel, forget the track record. Stop for a second. Just look at the last year. Do you feel comfortable with these two guys running this franchise? If I just, if I forget everything that happened prior to 2020, you mean like just wipe just it out what of my we've, brain? Yeah, what we've seen. I, the no, last I year. would not. But 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 you can't look at it that way. You have to look at what they've done over their careers. And I can tell you from looking at what Howie and Jeffrey have done and what this Eagles organization is, they will be back in the playoffs within two years. I would almost bet whatever I, I have. Will, all right, let, we are going to make that bet. Listen to our podcast, Echo Birds Pod, Spotify, iTunes, all that. On our next pod, we're going to make a bet. 
Will the Eagles be in the playoffs by 2022? And we're going to come up with something fun yep. that you're going to have to do when and, they're not. And, and really quick, let me say this to everyone that's saying I'm like an Eagles apologist, right? If a year ago I told you they were going to trade Carson, everyone said I was wrong. Carson's gone. A month ago, or two months ago, I told you they were going to get a first-round pick back for, back for Carson. Everyone said I was wrong. They got a first-round pick back, right? So I'm telling you, the Eagles fans, feel confident about where this team is at. 215-592-9494. Let's start it out where we do every Saturday at this time. Let's go to Edmonton and talk to our good buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? Oh wow, oh, wow. Tom! I, I just said for people to feel good, and you come in with that attitude. Well, it's been a melancholy, melancholy type of week in my world. Yeah. All right, uh, well, let's hear why. Oh, I got a rant for you. You ready? Absolutely. All right. So here's a timeline of Carson Wentz through the eyes of Tom from Abington. Now, some are going to love it, some are going to hate it, and I couldn't care less because this is how I see it. Amen. Sixteen. The Eagles spend five draft picks: three ones, two twos, two players. They move up, they draft Wentz. I think he showed in that season that he could be an NFL quarterback. Everybody would agree. I that. think his rookie year was successful. Absolutely. Right. 17. Uh, he has an MVP-type season. He delivers us the holy grail of sports. Um, because without him, we don't have a Super Bowl. And that, sir, is a fact. Agreed. 100%. Okay. 18. He comes back in a relatively short amount of time, considering the injury he has. And he plays through a broken back for God knows how long. Go to 19. He drags, uh, he gets the biggest contract in Eagles history, most guaranteed money. That's great. Um, drags a team to the playoffs, a team that's playing average at best and uh, has very little skill at the skill positions. So Howie turns around and he drafts, in his words, the next Russell Wilson. Um, 2020 was an abomination for Wentz. We all know it. It, it was terrible. Uh, so why? Why was he terrible? Playing behind a, a different O-line every week. And again, pretty much no skill at the skill position. So this is an indictment on Howie Roseman. And Howie's the face of the franchise. Make no mistake. Mm. So if you if you look at Carson Wentz, he's a God-fearing, duck-killing man who gives you nothing. Nothing in the press, nothing on social media. Never has, never will. He hasn't changed. So... Um, if Howie needed to treat him with kid gloves, he should have done that. If he needed him to, to ride him harder, he should have done that. Whatever it needs to be done, that's what you do when you're a manager. All right, so he failed in a historic fashion by getting a third and a conditional second, Elliot, not a first. It's a, Well, you could also call it a conditional first. Do you think that that pick is going to be a first-round pick? I have no idea. But what do you think? I, well, I expect Carson to thrive at 17. All right, so you think it's going to be a first then, yeah, all right? So it'll be a first well, and yes, a third. I do, but, but yeah. things happen. As it stands, it's not yeah, and if a so, first But if something pick. happens, first of all, you could call it a conditional first as well. That Just because it was phrased that way by Adam Schefter initially doesn't mean it's a conditional second. It is also a conditional first. We will see what happens. But regardless, well, if it ends Schefter up a second-round pick— they didn't speak for 10 weeks, which I don't believe. Yeah, I'm— yeah, that's a different discussion. But look, bottom line, if if it ends up being a second round pick, then he wasn't even worth that either. Would you agree with that? Like, if he suffers an injury next year, or he gets benched, then he wasn't no. even worth the second round pick. No, because that's not to say he would have gotten injured or benched here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a different situation. But that 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 it doesn't matter. He's going to thrive out there. He's walking into a, a position that's much like 2017 when you look at what's around him. But listen. The past two franchise quarterbacks, okay, that this organization has put out there, they have arguably the two strangest careers in NFL history in Wentz and Foles. Would you agree with that? 
Well, I love that you called Foles a franchise quarterback. Well, say that. at the time, he got signed like one. Yeah, no, so. I agree. They're, they're two quarterbacks that have had extreme highs and extreme lows. Right, so they don't know what they're doing. This is showing us a track record, Elliot. Oh, I just disagree. We, we, we saw this week they know what they're doing because they got a great return for a bad player. That's how you, that's how you rebuild. You turn they bad assets into good ones. They did not get a great return. I just laid out. When you give up what you gave up to get him and sign a guy for that amount of money, it's not like, oh, well, we won a Super Bowl that he didn't play in. So, you know, did we you think they were? Did you think they were going to get whatever the Colts give us? Did you think they were going to get a first and a third for him? I think they needed to get a first and a third, but I didn't think that it would happen. So there you go. So how he outperformed your expectations? <laughs> oh my God! If you look at just the deal, that's the problem, and, and yes. just the way Wentz played last year, sure, yeah. okay, then you could say that. So you're leaving out the rest of the story. Tommy, I feel you. Great, we, call. we're up right. against real, it, unfortunately. Real quick, yeah, James. Break. Yes, just. Now. Yeah, I think, you know, it's you're just looking at this micro thing, this one deal and saying, oh, that means how he knows what he's doing. I think there's a lot more that goes. Yeah, I think it's more complicated than that. But we also have to look at the biggest move that's been made over the last year. And and he he nailed it. That move had to be made because Carson asked out and because Howie created a situation that allowed his star franchise quarterback, who's supposed to be the future of the franchise, you give this huge contract to to want out. It goes both ways. 215-592-9494. We'll continue talking about this. Take your calls. Where do you stand on the Carson Wentz trade? Do you think Howie did a great job? And are you feeling more optimistic about the Eagles as a result? Are you where I'm at? Where, you know, I think Howie did fine considering the circumstances, but I am not feeling good about the future of this franchise. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. Not going to lie. This is so I was off yesterday. This is my first show, really. So it broke during our show, and this is Go mm-hmm. Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Um, it broke during our show on Thursday, so we just did the show reacting. And late that, on, too. It, it was like halfway through. It was about like 11.45 or so, like halfway through our show. So like I got to talk about it, react and stuff, but that is the first time I've been on the air and heard like a real put-together, like, Carson Wentz has been yeah. traded promo, and it's like jarring. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe this actually it's, happened. It's wild. I mean, look, I I say this a lot actually, but it's just crazy to think that Carson will be really the first like superstar, important, impactful player that my time covering the Eagles I'll see from beginning to end. Like I saw Carson come here in 2016, and now I've seen him leave. I've saw the highs and the lows, and it's just to to take that roller coaster ride. You know, wherever we're on different sides of it now, but. For us to even be talking about this, it's just still unbelievable. It's hard to believe. Even from two years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, we always joke. they only won the Super Bowl three years ago. It's like, it's yeah. wild. I I'm... mean, Doug, Carson, and Nick, all gone. Howie remains. <laughs> Your boy. And the statue. The, yeah, the only one, if I could have just gotten rid of one of them, I'd have Nick and Carson here together. I don't even care. Like, mm-hmm. anyway. Here we are. 94, 94. Where do you stand on the move that Howie Roseman made and the shape of the franchise with him in charge moving forward. Let's go to North Carolina and talk to a pod listener. What mm. up, Dan? Danny? Oh, boy. Oh! Pod listener letting we'll us down, Dan too. On hold. Put him on hold. We'll put down hold. We'll go to the radio veteran. The yes. guy we know is going to be ready, knows how it works. We'll come back to Dan. Mad Mike, just, just go after uh, Elliot. I'm just going to be quiet. Yeah, I'm going to let you two do your back. thing. I'm just going to yeah, yell at You got Elliot. it. You got let it. me guess. I'm, let me guess. Mike's not too thrilled with Howie. No, I'm not thrilled with you, Elliot. <laughs> okay, for, let's hear it. For, for, first of all, 
what you're saying here about him getting a good return, that's like saying an arsonist set a house on fire, but he saved the family dog so he should get some credit. This is ridiculous. Well, it's, it's more like Carson set the house ridiculous. on fire and, and how he no. had to put it out. No. And first Who asked all, to be traded? And first of all, if I wish I had an hour because I would sit and just go over the, like, the time educate span of how he wrote. Yeah. yeah, because honestly – the first couple years where Howie was GM, Andy Reid was in charge. So, like, anything that you want to give him credit for during it, that was Andy Reid's time. Okay. Not, and he wasn't letting some nerd tell him who to draft either, I'll tell you that. Right. Second, like, like if you just look at every draft since 17, it's all been garbage. So, you're literally, you've given your superstar quarterback, your franchise quarterback, whatever the hell word you want to call him, nothing, no talent and you've given him nothing to protect him, but then you're like, oh, I don't know why he's mad. Like, he doesn't have any receivers. And we gave him – we just, like, keep wasting draft picks on – and not to be off the rails, but if my company – drafted uh brought in another project manager and put them right behind me i'd be really worried and i'd start going look for another job too because i'd think oh a younger cheaper project manager man i'm gonna be out of here pretty soon because they want to cut costs like yeah but all right so i I agree with you but you're doing the thing that all people do with howie where you just you just said no no well you just like pick and choose you pick and choose parts yeah because you're saying you're saying the years with andy Reid we can't count right so that's fine those don't count you only want to talk about the drafting like you'll probably also say no the gm does every part of the organization and again his drafts have not been good i'm not disputing it they've been garbage yes they have been bad i love you but honestly am i saying the drafts are good we are on the same saying, page with that saying, no you're using words like not great not good they've been god awful like okay they've been god awful we'll agree with like, that but overall the team for the, the last GM, four years five years has been good with howie running the show no, they have not and, and elliot let's be really honest here the gm is supposed to bring in talent and that is like the biggest part of his job contracts and and let's not even get started on contracts because the cap wizard of what he was was just taking and extending contracts and pushing the money down the road so the credit card Yeah, and it was working every losing. year until a pandemic hit. No, it was not. It was When have they been in cap problems until now? Hey, Elliot, they've been pushing towards this and they've kept doing this and the credit card bill came due this year. Congratulations. Howie Moore, Howie Rosen is a moron who is a cancer that's killing this team. Mm. And like the fact that you're just Living him off the hook with the words that you're choosing to use it frustrates me to no end. Mike, mm. great call. I love always. Mad Mike. Oh, my, I, look, no one can question Mike's resolve and, yeah. and his belief. And I He's consistent that. with it. Yes, I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> Mike brings it. Yeah, he does. And it's funny how I've painted myself in the pro Howie corner because people are so mad at Howie now that me even saying like, yeah, he's a good GM. Is like some hugely controversial I statement. Know. I'm not even saying he's a great GM. He got a great return for Carson. There's no disputing that. But, you know, it's just people are so mad at Howie now, and it is what it is. There's nothing Howie can do about it right now, honestly. <laughs> 215592. 94-94. Let's go to Vancouver and talk to our buddy Tom. Hey, Tom. Yes, of course, of course, you guys call right. My son's chasing me, telling me to read to him. Oh, oh no. Well, that's important. I get it. Is he reading an article on 94WIP? <laughs> read him one of Elliot's articles. Yeah. It's a great idea. Educate him. So, okay. So, uh, before before I tell you I disagree with you, Elliot, I, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't completely disagree with you. Right. I do want to thank you for mentioning the servant. 
Because oh, yes. I've now, I've now watched a couple of episodes of it, and it's pretty damn good. Wow. It's, it's very good, right, yes. Look at that. It's, yes, I would highly it's recommend it's it. To those that don't know, it's on Apple TV. It's from M. Night Shyamalan, obviously local guy. Uh, the Servant, it's very good. <laughs> highly recommend it. Yeah. So it's like, um, it's like a, uh, like a modern-day take on Rosemary's Baby, I find. Mm, I don't know what that yeah, is, that, but I'll look I into do. it. I do. That's yeah. really interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, even even like if you look at the opening scene with the crib. Anyway, oh, okay. okay. Let cool. me get to let, let me get to uh, to the takes. Okay, so Elliot, first of all, I think that you must be waiting for like Parks Casino to come out with a, a line on first round uh, pick conversion. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, I would bet on it. I, it'd, be, it'd be the smart bet. I'd say that. <laughs> yeah, you might win. You might win. You're very good with uh, with that with the uh, with your picks. I find appreciate uh, it. Eagles. So the team, in my opinion, has been good despite how he's drafting over the past few years. And I think, though, the where you guys are actually, I think you're aligned on this, is in the short term, I believe that Howie has done a good job because he and Lurie, they finally recognized opportunity cost. And they understood the opportunity cost. And he did the best job he could mm-hmm. to maximize what he could do. The, the problem is when you look at the long term, and in the long term, based on the information we have, and I did say last week, and I stand behind it, that we don't know all of the information. So maybe there was more thinking behind the Jalen Hurts pick, but it doesn't look like it was a great pick. And now we're in a situation where we've got all this dead cap and we can't even rejuvenate the team because we've got all these old players on the team that they would also bring dead cap. Are they not, yeah. if I understand correctly how it works? No, look, they're they're in a tough spot with the cap. And, you know, Mad Mike made this point, And I think, it, it, look, it is a fair one. I mean, Howie's strategy has been to essentially continually borrow from the future. And in, in a large sense scale, that's not a smart way to do things. Like, even in your everyday life, if you keep charging things and all of a sudden you get hit with a massive bill, like, you're the one to put yourself in that situation. But I also think we can't overlook the fact that with Howie running the show and the money, this is, from what I can remember, the first time they've ever been in, in, problem, in, 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 in trouble. And the two things that caused it were out of his control. One, Carson turned in the worst season we could have ever imagined in a pandemic. Like, those two things factor into where they're at. I 100% agree with that, but Howie did play a significant role in putting uh, Carson in that situation for the reasons that uh, some of your callers have mentioned. I think Tom from Abington did a, a good job with that. And Tom, great call. Also, uh, he's the one who gave Carson the contract <laughs> that created this whole problem. I mean, Yeah, and look, I thought the contract was a mistake. I said it at the time. I didn't think he was worth it, but for what it's worth— Everybody else, almost seemingly in the world, thought giving Carson that contract was a smart decision. Uh, yeah, I agree. The problem is, and I liked the contract at the time, too. I don't think anyone could have uh, projected, and this was even before 2019, but that Carson would become the worst quarterback in the NFL, even if he was just what he was in 2019. And, and, it's not a horrible contract. But I think the point that a lot of people are alluding to is you either do one or the two. You give the big contract to the guy and then go all in on that guy, or you draft a quarterback mm-hmm. in the second round and don't go all in on the guy. You do one or the other. Yeah, I agree. Look, the Jalen Hurts situation is just so complicated on so many layers because I agree on a macro sense you do not draft a quarterback in the second round. Absolutely. It's not worth it. But then there is another argument that's legitimately fair to say Carson was injury prone, right? I mean, Carson has, has never won a playoff game. Like There are those arguments too. So I think that I, me and you are on the same page. I would not have drafted Jalen Hurts. But now that they are where they are, like it's valuable to have Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and Hein like he's uh, look. I'd rather him here than not. Now that he is here, yes. But, but I agree. Exclude. If they don't draft Jalen Hurts, Carson's still the quarterback. Which is such a crazy thought. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We got a pod listener. Let's go to Grad Hospital and talk to Nate. Hey Nate. 
Hey, uh, how's it going? Yeah, I'm a long-time pod listener. Uh, awesome. From Thank Utah. Thank you so much for calling in, man. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's great to talk to you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to touch on a couple things. Like, obviously, um, we've talked about the blame for Howie and Lurie, um, but also Carson. And I've seen a lot on Twitter. Like, a lot of people are just only standing up for for Carson. And he is not blameless. Like, I personally think that when when Hertz was drafted – Carson, even if subconsciously, only decided he didn't want to be here anymore. Yeah, I think that um, was the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, yeah, like, and, and he could have decided to, like, double down, work harder, beat yeah, up Hurts. Yeah, a great point. Be thrown foals uh, as the best Eagles QB, but instead he kind of laid down. Um, so I just think that the narrative of the media, that media creating Carson wanting out is, is idiotic. Whoa. Whoa, okay. whoa, hold up. No, so then well, but Carson, Carson definitely wanted out. Wanted out. Like, I'll, I'll, I'm telling you. Like, no, I no, no. I'm saying he – no, I'm saying – so the, the narrative online is that, oh, the media created – Oh, oh okay, I, yes. I was so you confused know, like, there. No, I'm with you. I, yeah, I think no, it's sorry. crazy that I was narrative. so upset a pod listener yeah, no. had that opinion no, for Nate, a second. Yeah, I'm yeah, happy no, we – we no. 100% agree with you. Like, no. I – it is crazy to me that that's out there and that people are like, yeah. you guys pushed Carson out of town well, and, and all this stuff. It's like, are you out of your mind? That, that's like, my thing no, with, man. we have to end the pity party for Carson. How many athletes in this city could demand a trade out and have and people quit, feel sympathetic quit for on them? his team, yes. not, you know, yeah. be like... So many, yeah, all the up. things that have come out, they're all true. Like, at least to varying <laughs> degrees, like, we hear yeah. enough stuff. Like, this is all true. Like, Carson yeah, I mean, acted not... like a baby on the way out. He just did. Elliot's not talking and, and then Carson's listening and, and you know, yeah. like, you know, everyone, it's not you controlling it. It, it doesn't make any I sense. I wish I had that much control. Uh, that's what I said. I'm yeah. like, you Matt, Elliot, no offense. <laughs> but, you have nothing. No, we're close. We'd to have Jordan Matthews here. It would be a, it would be <laughs> yeah, a way better team. Real. No, <laughs> but just, just one more point uh, going forward. Uh, like obviously Hertz and Sirianni are two people that are blameless in all this, whether or not Sirianni should be here. I, I think Doug should have stayed around if Wentz was going to go, but um, you know, they are blameless, and Hertz has a lot of these intangibles we're seeing. Agreed. So I have a lot of hope for that uh, going Nate, forward. And all. I'm yeah. with you, man. So, great call, man. Yeah, call, call, call more, more often. often. Really great yeah, call. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. And, yeah, to his point, like, again, you know, that's – I don't know where I'm at with Jalen Hurts. I don't know if he's going to be good or great or whatever, but I definitely know that what I've seen from him above the shoulders has been incredibly impressive. Yeah, and we'll, like, we'll have more – Very impressive. We'll have more time to get into it, but I think he compares very favorably to the quarterbacks in the draft. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on Hurts? If you want to get on that as well, are you a Hurts believer? Are you still unsure? And, uh, of course, the Carson Wentz trade. I still can't believe we're talking about Carson Wentz being traded on WIP. Get involved at 215 592 9494, it's Go Birds Radio. It's Elliot, it's James. Let me remind you that so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and have set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home team. That's why we go with our team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money, safe and secure in their easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app Backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. You can bet on anything and everything. College hoops on right now. Pro hoops tonight. Pro hockey. You can look ahead to futures for baseball, football, anything and everything you can bet on right now with the app. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. 
download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. That's right. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Doing a show about Carson Wentz being traded still feels weird. I got a little stat for you. Yeah, please. Love for you it. that I love say, a good stat. For those that say how he didn't get enough for Carson. So this is via Warren Sharp of Warren Sharp Real Football. Quick, are there a lot of people saying they didn't get enough? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> All right. From 2009 to 2016, there were 22 quarterbacks drafted I've in the first round. I've seen this one. None, none of them are on the team anymore. All right. Well, you just yeah. killed my, my thing. <laughs> That's like an old stat. That's come up a bunch lately. You just well, I haven't this? seen it. And I've, I live oh, on Twitter, I, so I, I can't just, imagine. They showed it during an Eagles game. That's All right. Why so I for those that don't know it, from 2009 to 2016, 22 quarterbacks were drafted in the first round. Only one of them got traded for more value than Carson did, and that was Jared Goff. So... If you're trading someone in the first round that you took, chances are you're not going to get a good return for him. How he did. <laughs> 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones. It looks like our pod lister, Dan, in North Carolina is back. Danny. Jamesy. Hey. hey. How are you guys? What up, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Long-time pod listener. I love listening to you guys every week and uh, re-listening to the uh, Saturday show, uh, usually during the week as well. So you guys are Thanks, great. Thanks, man. Honestly. I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So by listening to the pod a lot, I've heard James uh, James's very colorful language and how he likes to describe Howie Roseman and L.A. <laughs> to how he's kind of destroyed uh, the, uh, the franchise. And I think uh, just to kind of summarize uh, some three things I've heard on that is Howie Roseman's vein – uh, he doesn't like to give up on his draft picks, and he will do whatever it takes to survive. I don't think I'm blowing anybody away with those three. Right. Picks, no. Am I right? No, yeah, I think those are pretty accurate. So with that said, we need to look at what the Eagles will do at six through that contextual lens and not necessarily what's best for the team. So going off that, Elliot, you are 100% correct. I know you love hearing people say that. <laughs> I'm going to do that bait and switch. Yes. The Eagles should absolutely play their part and look like they are tr- going to draft a QB at six. Yep. Put up that smoke stream as much as possible so teams think they need to jump the Eagles at six to get their guy. So better places like Jamar Chase, James, I know you love Chase, oh, buddy. and uh, <laughs> Penny Sewell fall, fall for us. Because think of it like this. Hallie Roseman is not going to give up on last year's second-round pick, the guy that lit the match, that started the fire, that got rid of our franchise quarterback yeah. for a new QB, especially when he can just please the fan base, the owner, and, and get some general goodwill by continuing his career in Philadelphia by drafting a fan favorite like Jamar Chase. So with that said, I am convinced. The Eagles will absolutely not draft a quarterback at six. First of all, loving the passion. And also, yeah. also, like, I like the logic. Like, it does, I could see this yes. play out that way. That is a logical way to look I, at I it. I think that with Howie's pick at number six, of any GM in, many, in maybe any sport, he should do the safe thing. If he takes Jamar Chase and it doesn't work out, that is a world of difference than if he takes a quarterback because no one wants him to take a quarterback. If he takes Jamar Chase, the reaction will be people will be happy. And then if it doesn't work out, like it's just different. People won't be as upset because everyone wanted him. So my only hesitation with them taking a skill player at six, and this isn't how I feel, it's just reading the room, is if they're 
are if they are starting a rebuild, which they clearly are, and they view having a top 10 pick as a rarity because they don't have it often, I do think they value other positions more. Like they value the lines. Um, you know, obviously they value quarterbacks. So I think there is a chance they go somewhere else, but where I think it sets up nicely is there is almost a certainty that at number six, the best player on the board will be either Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, or uh, Kyle Pitts. And I think any of those would be home run hits at number six. Well, Elliot, since you just brought up, brought up Kyle Pitts, I was just curious to know how much you guys think he is now in play since we hired the former Florida offensive mm-hmm. coordinator as a new QB yeah, coach. that's an interesting uh, angle oh. on it. And I think call, man. man. So I heard they really like Kyle Pitts. Really? And yes. I, I think Kyle Pitts is very much in play at number six. Wow. And I, I think because, too, when you compare him to Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith, and I think that all three are going to be phenomenal players, I think there's a chance that in five years when we look back at this draft, Kyle Pitts will be a top three player in this draft. I think he is in some ways a safer pick than either of the receivers. He has a much bigger, sturdier body. I just I look at the size of Smith, and he's you know obviously undersized. I would not take him because of that, but he, he is undersized. And as much as I like Jamar Chase, and I know you do, he did just take a year off from football. Yeah. And I'm not killing him personally yeah. for that, but okay, well, I'm, I'm just saying. Give me so Jamar Chase. I think that Kyle Pitts is in some ways the safest pick at number six. But to the last caller's point, I think the reaction to Pitts would be a lot different than it would be to Chase. And also, while he is not a classic tight end or whatever, the history of taking tight ends in the top ten is horrendous. Like, it's just not good. So... But- it's just something to throw out there. And look, it's not like I think I think he can be a weapon out. He's not like just a classic tight end who's good. At, mm-hmm. I like he is fast enough, athletic enough, but he's not that he's not playing on the outside. Like I've heard people talk about him like he's a wide. He like, runs a four seven. It's but he's not probably like, the best athlete. I mean, he's a better athlete, I think, than George Kittle. Now, Kittle is a monster, like you know, Kittle's size beast, wise, right? Yeah. But I think he's probably. Look, I really a better like athlete. Kyle Pitts. I'm not trying to to denigrate. No, I, it. I, I think if they take him, I would be okay with it. You'd be I, hurt deep down. I, I want Jamar Chase. Yeah. Just get me Jamar Chase. You, right. You you broken my heart so many times, Howie. Win me <laughs> back to your side. Let's go to Maryland and talk to Kiro. Hey, Kiro. What's going on, James? Good to talk to you, man. Thanks for calling uh, out on yeah, Saturday. Man. Yeah, man, they got me working on Saturday. I'm listening to your guys on the radio. I was like, ah, let me call in. <laughs> appreciate it, appreciate it. Hey, Elliot, I just wanted to say, man, I'm a, I am never got a chance to speak with you, but I'm I'm a real big fan of yours, man. Oh, I've thank you. I've for a while. Thank you. You never really got a fair shake with a lot of this fan base. <laughs> well, you know, it, I, I love my job, and I really appreciate you saying that. Well, that's awesome. Um, well, main thing I wanted to talk about was, now, a lot of fans, they bring up 2018 and 2019 for Carson like it was accomplishment. I, I, I personally thought 2018 and 2019, he did not look good at all. And I get it. They say 2019 he had the four games where he came back and won and he didn't have a receiver that had 500 yards. But he also had Zach Ertz, Miles Sanders, and Dallas Goddard who all had over 500 receiving yards 2019. Yeah, and a good offensive line, too. How can they blame Howie for wanting to draft a quarterback? I mean, the writing was on the wall. Yeah, look, I, I still think the Jalen Hurts pick, there's just so many complicating layers to it that there is a debate on whether that was the right pick. And But I think your overall point is fair, that 
in 2018 and 2019, Carson did not look like a franchise quarterback, flat out. We no. we can say that he played better than the team's record spurts. indicated. You can yeah, say in spurts but he looked like even it, in 2019. Consistently, you can't say even in 2019, year. where I thought the last four games is in some ways better than 2017, just because of what he you know the accomplishment of carrying the team to the playoffs, all those things. Regardless, the first 12 games of 2019, he was really bad. Like there was a reason that they were in the situation they were, and he was one of the main reasons. So I think overall in 2018 and 2019, as I pointed out, the red flags were there. So 2020, I didn't think he would sink to those levels, but they, he, he was not he was yeah. not a top 10 quarterback in 2018 or 2019. No, not at all. But, like, you know, people, they, they for some reason, a lot of fans, they live in la-la land, and they try to paint it like he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. And I'm just like, man, this is this has escalated every year since the injury. And, like, I, I think the injury just piled up, and then you add the mental aspect. I wasn't expecting Jalen Hurts to get drafted, but I wasn't mad after it happened. I, I, I wasn't. Mm. Well, Carson was. Yeah. Kiro, great call, man. Call us more often, man. Really right, good thanks, call. guys. Guys, have a good one now. Yeah. And, look, I mean, you know, it's hard to – again, even as someone who had supported Wentz through that time and you really didn't kind of – and never turned on him as a – person and, and even as a player I still believed he's fixable and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff but you definitely it's hard to look at you no one thought it would get to the lows of 2020 but you can certainly see that when you look back there were signs and you we chose I chose to believe the more positive signs the last four games the green yeah. game the buffalo game rather than the other signs that were also there yeah and it's just still wild to think that they ended 2019 the way they did and then took hurts the, the Jalen Hurts pick well, again, the is just fascinating might, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, I just like it's such a bad evaluation to give a guy a contract and then nine months later draft a guy in the second round at that position is like it's just such especially knowing that it would bother that guy you gave the contract to. Well, just I have so many issues with it. I think they should consider a quarterback at six. I think they would be dumb not to. But if they take a quarterback at six and then trade Jalen Hurts, I mean, as much as I like Jalen, it's got to go down as one of the worst draft picks in Eagles history oh, yeah, because it's you draft someone, yeah, it's submarine the Wentz era, and you're definitely not getting a second round pick. Back no, you're not going to get a second know, round so like, pick. But even if you did, you just break even, yeah. and then you trade him after a year. So Can you imagine it. Oh my God. Look as, again, and it's it sucks. And a caller said it a few a few calls ago. Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts had nothing to do with this, right? Totally. Like they they were not involved. But at the same time. If you look at the Jalen Hurts pick, if they draft a quarterback at six, the Hurts pick has to go down as one of the worst Eagles picks in Eagles history. 215-592-9494. Another hour to go. It's Elliot. It's James. Get on now. Talking, obviously, about the Carson Wentz trade and and where this team sits moving forward out of it with Howie in charge. Again, 215-592-9494. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We'll be right back. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. One more hour to go for us, Robbie E. I think Rob Ellis coming up after us, the legend. We'll let's, I mean, let's hope. You know, Rob, Rob is a legend. Hope. Yeah, exactly. whoever's in will be not amazing. just you and I can hope. Right. Everyone out there listening can. Yes, hope. and if not, I'm sure it's from Temple's great finest too. to Temple's finest. You're damn right about yep. that, brother. Temple made. How about that? How about the Super Bowl being won by a Temple yeah. head coach? How there about we go. that? How about that, Elliot? Yeah, and then Super Bowl uh, defensive coordinator. You're damn right. Yep. Temple proud. 215-592-9494. Talking, obviously, Carson Wentz trade and where you're at with that, Howie, and everything. Let's head back to the phones. Let's head to New Mexico and talk to our good friend, David. Hello, sir. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? What's going on, man? Thanks for taking my call, man. Look, Always. I am so upset and pissed off about this whole Carson Wentz thing, the whole saga, the whole drama, all the vilification in the media and whatnot. 
I don't know what to believe. I don't know what not to believe. But I do know this. The man did not do anything to uh, uh, disparage his legacy, in my opinion, except for trying to look out for himself. Mm-hmm. He never said anything. So uh, it, it's kind of hard to understand where he was at because he never said a word. And the well, I, I think what we – really quick. I think but, what we can say, though, is he wanted out. Yeah, 100%. Yes, okay. yes, yes. I know he wanted out. I, I, I know he wanted out. But everything that went along with it, you know, the, the, the fact that him and Coach uh, – didn't talk for like eight weeks. How is that even possible? Yeah, I, I'm skeptical. I don't need. I'm skeptical. I've never that. believed anything like that. That's just nuts. But moving forward, I do agree with you. Right, uh, one time, Elliot. <laughs> I do agree with you here. How he got what he got from uh, from the trade to save his face. All right, to make himself look good. I mean, he's been he's been a weasel the whole time, and now he's in this situation where he's basically trying to save face. He did what he needed to do. He got as much as he could out of it. I wouldn't call it great, but it's a heck of a lot more than what I thought he would get. And uh, uh, I think going forward, him in, in, in Indianapolis with everything that he's got looking forward to, he's probably going to do very, very, very well. And that number two will probably turn into a number one, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, look, I, think as, getting as a, as I think getting a first and a third for him is great return. And that's fine. I, I mean, and that's fine if it works out that way. Note to Jalen, watch your back, brother. Do everything you can. Be as, as be the leader that you need to be. Be the man that you that, that that you know you are. Lead this team. The reins are in your hands. But watch your back, brother. Oh, and just for the record, and that Shyamalan sucks. Okay. Wow, wow. David on Philly radio. It's a pleasure, my friend. I don't know if we could take shots at M. I mean, mm. Come on, what is that? I mean, the servant's good. I will say, I don't. Uh, there, you know, it's been look, a while I've since. I've not liked every M. Night yeah. Shyamalan movie, that's for sure. But but I'll, the servant's I'll, very I'll good. Check it out. Check it out. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Um, what do you think about that comment there, though? The idea of Jalen, like, what do you think Jalen Hurts is thinking right now with not only what just happened with the Carson Wentz thing, but you know that kind of cloud hanging over it, but also the question mark there. Reports out there that the Eagles are going to, and to your point, hopefully it's posturing and saying, like, either way, you want them to think you're going to take a quarterback. But where do you think Jalen Hurts' head is at right now? I don't think a lot bothers Jalen. I get the vibe and, again, wasn't in the locker room this year, so didn't get to know him as well as, you know, some of the other players when I was physically there. But just from the Zoom calls and what you hear about him, I don't think a lot bothers him. And I think that's great for a city like this. I, I do think that coming from Alabama and, and Alabama and Oklahoma and being in a football family, he's very prepared for where he's at. But I think where my guess his mentality is he has an amazing opportunity in front of him. When they drafted him with that second overall pick, I don't think in his wildest dreams he thought this year he would have a realistic chance at the job. So when you think about the fact that he fell to the set, or maybe not even fell to the second round, but he was drafted in the second round and he already has a chance to become a starting quarterback, I think he should be very excited. My guess he is, he is very excited. And – you know, this the number six overall pick thing is something he can't control. So two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Southwest and talk to my brother Ike. Ike, how you been, man? What up, what up, y'all? How you doing, Ike? Thanks for calling in. Ike. Of course, of course. If I ain't calling, I'm definitely listening. Thank Yo, you. Yes, sir. Uh the thing about it, I'm gonna move past the Carson thing, because it is what it is. Everybody got their seasons and his season was up with us. I appreciate yeah. what he did for us. Like I'm in the middle of both of y'all. I'm I'm appreciated. I appreciate because it, it was successful. We got championship. Doug, him. It's time to move on. That's all. It is what it is. Yeah. Hopefully, they do good and we do good. I, I so, agree. Um, so my thing is about going in the future. I think we should. I think we should keep it moving, man. And uh, I think we should trade Fletcher. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we should 
try to trade Brandon Graham if we could and try to trade actually Darius Slay as well. I, you're you're actually so I you literally inside baseball like you are Elliot came in today saying one thing I want to get to is I have a a take about this specific thing so Elliot talk yeah to so Ike, Ike uh-huh. I think it's a great point so little bit of background information in the mm-hmm. NFL in the offseason, you can designate two players post June first trade so th- there's two moves they can make where if they cut somebody or they trade somebody it saves them more in, in salary cap space. They're going to use those on Alshon or and Malik Jackson is what it seems like. To yeah. your point, though, I would absolutely look into trading Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, and I would post-June 1st designate them. You would save around $35 million in cap space by moving on from both of them. And I don't know if you get first or second round picks back for him, but I know you probably get a third, I would think at least for Fletcher Cox and maybe more, uh, maybe a third for Brandon as well. I think the time is now to move on from anybody that you don't think can be a contributing player in 2022. And especially, especially with the amount of, of veterans that are going to get cut, especially if the cap goes down a little bit, there are going to be bodies out there. You want to try and trade these guys before mm-hmm. those bodies get out there yep. and they can just fill them off the wire because there will be more like veteran guys out there than normal. I like the yeah, slay idea I, too, honestly. Yeah, because I was thinking like, look at what the Colts did a couple years ago. They traded with San Francisco and got that defensive tackle. They gave up a first round pick. Now Fletcher older, yeah, and everything, yeah, Buck, and make the bread. But you can, like you said, you can get at least a third, and you be clearing cap, and you be putting more, more like. Draft assets, uh, assets in our in our uh, in our position. Yeah, absolutely. You know I also saying? think there's so, something for sell for trading them too early rather than too late. Like, yes, it, sir. And I like Pitts too. I heard y'all talk about him. Yeah. I was watching Florida. Florida tough and on offense, only yeah. on offense. But so Pitts is nice. But Chase, I wouldn't be mad at. And everybody talking about don't sleep on the the cornerback from Virginia. They say he's better than Sir mm-hmm. Tan Farley. So I don't know. But I appreciate y'all, man. Always listening to the show. Do your thing, Clue. I, 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 Thanks I, for calling in, man. I'm the DJ Clue of Philadelphia Sports Radio. That's what I. I mean, even before I, I knew you, I used to think day. of you as that. So you know, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Look, I think he makes a great point, and you know, I think some Eagles fans maybe have accepted where this team is at right now, and others maybe not. But like. It's time to move on from everybody. Like yeah. anybody that you can get value back for who is 30 or older, see ya. Yeah, and look, it it hurts because, I mean, it does. Brandon Graham's your guys. favorite. Yeah. Brandon Graham's my favorite Eagle ever. Absolutely. I love that guy. But the bottom line is they are rebuilding. And the good news is in a bad NFC East, they'll have a chance to still compete. I mean, they could win six, you know, six games next year and maybe still be in the playoff hunt depending what happens oh, with Dak and uh, and Dallas. But I, I think the time is now to, to, trade, to trade these guys, and all, not only because you can get their value, but I do not want to see this team renegotiate the contracts of older players and push their money into the future. The other benefit of trading these guys now is you get them off the books and you can rebuild and you can move on. Now, I do not think they're going to trade Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. I'd be surprised. I don't think it's a 0% chance, but I, I don't think it's likely. I just think the smartest thing to do right now is to trade anybody of value and focus on 2022. I do too. I couldn't agree more. 215-592-9494. Let's go to the Northeast and talk to Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? How you doing? Thanks for calling in. All right. First of all, I'd just like to say I don't think it's it's Laurie's fault or Roseman's fault or Peterson's that he got hurt, that, that Carson got hurt. Well, it's nobody's I, fault that Carson got hurt. I know, but yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody's all pissed off at the, the front office. Oh, yes. I see and, your point. 
and I mean, they, they put up the money for him. They believed in him, and the man got injured. Well, the so tough thing is they actually paid him after he tore his ACL and broke his back. That's the, that's the weird part about it. But yeah. you're right that I think that when we talk about Carson's legacy here, there's no denying the injuries played the biggest factor in him regressing as a player. I agree. Okay, so one thing I'd like to say, I mean, with Nick Ciani, Vermeil did this, okay, because when I was watching the playoffs, there was a kid who was from Jersey. I think he was playing for Tennessee, and he might have been a defensive back. But he was making play upon play. And they mentioned that he was in Jersey. And I'd say, we missed him. Let, let, Talking uh, about Jeremy Nick Chin, the, the kid in, in Carolina? No, Carolina. he said from Tennessee. Oh, from Tennessee. I didn't hear him say it. Wait. Okay, but there was, there was a really good ball player that we lost the opportunity to have. Probably Chin. Ver, like I, I say, think there's Vermeule a few of them this. we could probably name when it comes to that. Vermeil had the open uh, call. Anybody in the, in the area could walk in. And we wound up with Vince Papali. Yeah, you well, know what I mean? Kenny. Let let Nick Ciani do that because there's a lot of good ball players Kenny. in the Philadelphia I area. I could not co-sign this stop, idea anymore. Kenny, stop. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I appreciate well, the call. Did, good call. Yeah, really? Come on. We're not doing open tryouts. Oh, it'd be amazing, though. It'd be hilarious, but, like, we already are a joke of a franchise right now. Let's do open tryouts. Like, come on. If they a held open tryouts. world, Kenny. That was a different world that you were living in at that time. If they held open tryouts. Could I make it as a kicker? <laughs> You're laughing, and I'm guessing that means you think no. I think no. And look, I am the two-time are, media. Are, if, yeah. I, I, Elliot is actually a very good field goal kicker for a normal person. You are not a good enough field goal kicker to kick in the NFL. I'm sorry. Well, if they hold, like, if they hold like 30, open tryouts. 35 yards, that's impressive. You're not kicking a 50-yarder. Well, I've made a 45-yarder, but. With no, no off a tee. Well, that's no, just mental. <laughs> the people coming at me would not phase me. But. Look, the idea of open tryouts, I will say, would be amazing content. They won't do it, obviously. Uh, but of course not. Yeah, it would be amazing. 215-592-9494. Speaking of Tennessee, how about that? Let's go down to Tennessee and talk to our favorite feller. What up, Justin? What's happening, fellas? What about a segue like that? Man? I'm telling you. <laughs> Perfect timing. Open tryouts. I come up there like that old boy did on, Inv- on Invincible. <laughs> there I'll you go. I'll be fat dude. <laughs> you know, that they video, you know, starting varsity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a ph- – yeah, there you go. That is a phenomenal <laughs> video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say because, like, a couple of your last flashy towers have took the words right out of my mouth. That old boy from North Carolina hit on the uh, – Mm-hmm. Something I told James I wanted to get in on. Well, how are you feeling think, about the trade? Uh, you know, I'm sad and I'm glad it's over. I, I'm a, everybody knows I was a huge Carson fan. I'm just glad the drama's over now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's fly Eagles fly, man. And you know, I'm I'm behind Hurts. I'm an Eagles fan until I die, and it is what it is. I, I wish him all the best and all that, but. I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah, and I, I think enough. that there will be a healthy part of this breakup for both sides. I mean, like, it's not Carson's yeah. fault that he's been the dominant topic. That just is what it is when you're the quarterback and you're drafted that high and you're paid all. But bottom line is, I really think it's good for this franchise to just remove Carson. And, you know, just, like, let it be about the team again. Let the let the focus be about the team, and you know, the, the, the actual game instead of everything being about Carson, I just I think it's going to be really well, good. Well, for and forgetting sides. that, forget yeah, like for the like actual team, that's the stories we've heard. Is yeah, that they, for the players they in the locker room, him too much. They put Carson above all others, and that yeah. created issues in the locker room. Just to get rid of that whole thing, I do think could lead to some healing from a locker room team perspective. Yeah. Well, the thing I wanted to hit on, like I said, the guy from Carolina kind of hit on my point. 
I don't think they're going to take a quarterback just mm-hmm. for the simple reason that they took Jalen Hurts with the 53rd overall pick last year. I think they're going to hitch their wagons to him this year to see what he has. I think it's all smoke and mirrors right now. They want teams behind them to think they're going to take a quarterback. That way they would trade up above them or with them. You know, if somebody yeah. trades up above them, that gives a better opportunity for Jamar Chase to fall to them. That's a great point. Or if, if you know, Denver wants to trade up to six, say Trey Lance is the only one out of the four top quarterbacks left, and Denver wants to trade up, well, I mean, me personally, it's it, I just say SEC. Give me Jamar Chase, Patrick Sertain, uh, Devontae Smith, any one of those three guys, and I will be tickled to death. SEC, not Pac-12. Yeah, I agree. SEC. Yes, Justin. Yes. Draft from the best teams. What a crazy thought this is. We haven't drafted an Alabama player since 2002. Freddie Millens is the last Alabama player. What is that? Every year they have the most talent in college football. The Eagles don't draft from it. It's wild. Exactly. Exactly. So, So closing closing thoughts, boys. Love you, boys. Mean it. (laughs) SEC. There you go. SEC. Love boys. Love it. That was like his Nick Foles moment. First of all, I love you guys. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. I want, I want like a big-time player there. Me too. And, but the good news is, again, first of all, Howie's had two top 10 picks. Both of them were pro bowlers. So sure. I, I understand the overall skepticism, for sure, of Howie's draft strategy. But they have done well with the top picks. And I do think at number six, it's almost can't miss. Almost. <laughs> Not to jinx it. There's there's going to be so much stop, talent there. Stop talking. Two of five. I mean, think about it this way. Like, when they were at four and they hit on Lane Johnson, two of the three picks in front of them were disastrous misses. Deion yes. Jordan and Luz Jokel. So, it is. Well, I forgot about that yeah, other guy. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to South Jersey and talk to Carlos. What up, Los? Yo, how y'all been? How you doing, man? Thanks for calling in. I'm chilling. I'm here to talk about Carson Wentz, man. What's on your mind? Los, talk to us, buddy. Boy, how I don't like him. He's the worst. Mm. All he do is complain. He wasn't that good, like 2018, 2019. We're talking about, oh, he's a great guy. A couple couple calls back, he had something. He wasn't that good. I mean, like, he had some games, but, like, rest of the season, he was average or under average. Yeah. I I, I agree with you. And look, to your point, I do think Carson's a good guy. My interactions with him have always been pleasant. I I wish him well in Indianapolis. But he asked out. He's the one that wanted to leave. This situation they're in because of him. And he did not play well enough, in my opinion, to warrant like this pity party that he's getting going out of Philly. I think people should be upset that he wants out. I mean, flat out. I totally agree. Every week that went by, I was like, I don't know, draft night, I was – I wasn't feeling the Hurts pick too much. Every week that went by, I was like, damn, we got to get this guy in. And look at him now. We got we got maybe a starting QB on our hands with a high ceiling with this modern NFL. These mobile yeah. quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, man, Carlos. When I, when I, yeah, I, Carlos. And, and look, I, I feel you. Look, I – again, I my my feelings towards Carson Wentz, not the, the person, but the player and the eagle have changed dramatically over the last five, six months. Like, and obviously his on the field play is part of it, but a much bigger part is everything else. You know, I can't remember another athlete that forced their way out of Philly that left with people like not mad. At him. It's, um, yeah. Not even just not mad. Like Angelo did a poll, I think on like Thursday or Friday. And it was, are you going to root for Carson Wentz? And 60% of people said yes, yeah. which is, like, wild to People me. are I mad get, at the Eagles I right get now. rooting for a first-round pick. I want them to play 75% of the snaps. That's it. 
That's all I'm rooting for. Play 75% of the snaps. Nothing else. Yeah, and I don't think Carson doing well in Philly means it would have happened here, too. So In Indy, I agree. Much like Nick Foles failing in Chicago doesn't mean he would have done it here. Like, different situation. You just never know. 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. It's Elliot. It's James. We're coming right back. But let me again remind you that so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us, have set up their accounts, and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home teams, and that's why we go with our home team and have a home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money, safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best you can bet on anything and everything. Pro hoops, college hoops, pro hockey. There's baseball futures, football futures already. Elliot's been betting on soccer lately. You can bet on anything and everything. You can do live in-game betting, player performance, anything you can think of, you can do it. And the app is fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to 5 Hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com/pa and use our promo code GoBirds. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to five hundred dollars. Again, that's p-a-r-x-casino.com/pa. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. I wonder how long, and it's GoBirds Radio presented by Park Casino and Sportsbook. How long it will be before those don't sound weird to me? How long it'll take me to just feel comfortable with the Carson Wentz was traded? Yeah. Because it is still like, and again, even having that like month lead up and really the the end of the season, the way it ended and knowing there was a situation and then the month lead up where we've known really for three weeks that he is absolutely going to get traded. Three long weeks. Three, the longest three weeks. But, like, even still, now that it's official and he's gone, just thinking back to five years ago to four years ago to, like, what I envisioned Carson Wentz in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform being when it was all said and done, it is it is a shocking, stunning thing that we're here talking about. And there's such a lesson to be learned from it. Because I remember in 2017, 2018, the conversation was, look, make decisions with the fact that Carson will be here for 10 to 15 years. Like it was talked about as if there was no denying it. He would be here. And I agreed with it in 2017. And I'm pretty sure in 2018, I wrote that I would not trade Carson for any combination of player picks in the NFL. Not a single one at the time, no amount of first round picks, no other quarterback. I was that high on him. And it's just the re- the the harsh reality of how quickly things change. And I think with J- there's a lesson to be learned there with Jalen Hurts and whoever they draft And really, it speaks highly of McNabb, too, in the way that having sustained success is just so hard to do. It's just so hard, especially a quarterback. And like, even with Jalen Hurts, if he comes out next year and is amazing, or anybody, we're just not going to know for a long time. Because if Carson couldn't do it, then I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can ever feel secure in saying a guy's totally. a guy. And also, I think it is, especially for guys whose athleticism is such a big part of what they do, like 2017 yeah. Wentz was, like... I have definitely learned not to minimize an injury. Not to say, oh, it's an ACL. NFL players come back from that all the time and are totally the same. No big deal. Like, there's no question that Carson Wentz, maybe it was the combo of that in the back or whatever, but, like, physically, athletically, he was not the same guy, period. Well, and that's the thing that I think gets overlooked sometimes. Everyone wants to make it personal about Carson. He couldn't handle Jalen Hurts. The locker room didn't get along with him. And there's varying truths to that. But the main reason Carson didn't work out is because he got hurt. 
flat out. If he never tears his ACL in a Los Angeles that day, he's still here probably. If he doesn't break his back, he's still here. It's an unfortunate reality that he suffered two major injuries and it clearly impacted him. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Austin and talk to Philip. Hey, Philip. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's going on, Philip? Thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I've been a long-time listener of the pod. Ah, you know, first-time caller. Awesome. Huge pod Thank, fan. Huge oh, pod fan. You're making our day, Philip. The best Thanks, people man. out there. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so I figured I'd call in, talk a little Wentz trade takes with you guys, and then uh, kind of close out where I see uh, kind of the Eagles going forward. Absolutely. Right. How you feeling about it? Lay your takes it? on us. I will. I will. Well, I, honestly, I feel like it just had to happen, right? I mean, there wasn't – for me, there wasn't a win-the-trade mentality – it was like a trade that just had to happen. Like mm-hmm. the fact that we're getting a one and a three, or even at worst case two and a three, we sold a dumpster fire situation and turned that into value. The fact that it is a dumpster fire situation is an entirely different topic. But the fact that we're getting a value that we're getting out of it, as sad as it is, and the memories we got in 2017, where we sit today, the trade just had to happen. How we got it done, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna move forward with Jalen. I hope. As normal, the Go Birds podcast listeners just bring the truth. I mean, it's just the truth, what you said. They, it, and this is what I tried to explain to James at the top of the but show. You, he he, he said turned a, a bad situation. He turned point. a bad situation into a great one. Yeah, you're, you're not listening to what Philip is saying. Philip is saying in the vacuum of just talking about the trade that he had to make, he did a good job, which is what right. I said. But Philip is also saying, Philip, how do you feel about the whole situation with the Eagles? I'll bet it's different. But, Philip, would you not agree that in the vacuum, he turned a bad situation into a great return? James thinks that James just says I it's said an okay good one. return. Yeah, good. It's oh, better it's a, than good. It's a, it's a great one. It's a, gr- it's a great return yes. because it was a dumpster fire. Now, the fact that it was a dumpster fire – it's a combination of Jeffrey and Howie and all the decisions made with Carson, and Carson. when we got him in the building. Mm-hmm. They pampered him. They gave him coaches he wanted. They did all these things that turned him in kind of like a spoiled child mentality to where he stomped his feet and got his way out of Philly. And that is just – that. those are decisions from the very beginning of when we got him mm-hmm. that led up to five years to now. That's the way I feel about it. It'll be interesting to see how they handle the next quarterback, if there's lessons learned from that, if they commit all in as quickly as they did with Carson. Because, uh, look, if they stick with Jalen, they have two years until they basically have to resign him, including next year. So, Well, not I, necessarily. Is, they could have the franchise tag, too, theoretically. Cr- so true, but, I to. mean, if unless they franchise him or let him play the final year of his rookie right, deal. I'm just saying, yeah. like, theoretically, they do have him, if they want to, under control. Yeah, for even it'll be interesting to see how yeah. quickly they commit to another guy like they did Carson. Yeah, so my hope is that they spend the next, I say two off seasons building around Jalen Hurts. Get a veteran. Ideally, if you get Nick Foles to back him up or be there in the building, that's there it better. is. But just yep. get a veteran. I'm a big Foles guy too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm Who is huge Foles guy. I always been a Foles guy. But um, but anyways, if they get a backup that's a veteran, let Jalen start. Build the roster around him. Build the O line. Get wide receivers. Get a secondary. Build it all out. And in two years. If we've built that out and he's still not winning more than six or seven games, then go after a quarterback aggressively. But I think if you build a roster around him, he could probably win 10 games a season, 11 games Mm -hmm. playoffs. We'll we'll see. I think that's a great call, Philip. Call us more often, man. This is awesome. Uh, Look, I think that it's still to be written what Jalen Hurts can and will be with the team around him and how he progresses and how he grows. But I definitely would like to see them build up the rest of the roster. Yeah, and I think think Jalen can be special. I could be wrong about that. He could, you know, I don't know. But I, I just know when I saw him play last year, and people like to point to all these, you know, second-half stats, blah, blah, blah. 
just use your eyes. We saw Jalen Hurts look special last year for his first four games in the NFL. I at, really at want to see he what had two special games and then he showed flashes and stuff. And look, well, I, that's what it is to be a rookie. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, you can't just take one end and not the other. I think, look, I think he showed enough in those first four games and his first time stepping on a field mm-hmm. and the situation he was in, the way he handled it, that he deserves a shot. Yes, I don't think there's that's any the point I'm making about that. It, what he can be, I'm not sure yet, but I think he showed me enough to be like, he's not a bust. He's not someone who can't play quarterback in the NFL. 100%. It's just a question of what level he could play quarterback to. Let's go to Bucks County and talk to Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, what's up, guys? Big fan of the pod. How you doing? Oh, thanks. Oh, awesome, man. That you tell, tell him next time you're a pod listener. That's great. <laughs> thanks for calling in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, so, James, you, you started the show with a uh, statement that Basically, everyone in the media has used, except maybe Elliot, with the colossal organizational failure. Yes. And I'm just not buying it because, like, the three main things that I keep hearing brought up with this is we haven't surrounded them with talent, drafting the quarterback in the second round, and then the uh, contract dead money situation. So, with the like, really with the talent – it's really we just failed to get him a, a, a wide receiver one. But in terms of talent, like, Wentz has had one of the best offensive lines yep. since he's been here. He's had the best uh, tight end combo since he's been here, yep. right? And uh, we have a, a good young running back as well. So Also, it, really quick, should be noted, had a very good head coach until maybe last year, and that's even debatable. I, look, I, well, I don't understand what the point of this is. The it, point is he's saying you're it saying is, it's it, an organizational I, I failure. Think I, it but. is inarguable. Like, they drafted this guy second five years ago. They drafted him second overall, and then years later gave him a, a massive, at the time, the biggest contract guarantee money in the history of the NFL, and a year later he's not on the team? Like, that is an organ. There's no argument against it. Like, well, but you're what, putting a lot of well, it on I'll the organization. There, of course. Okay. Well, well let, let's I'm, let him finish. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, like, with the Jalen Hurts, like, I don't know. Like, he's oft injured. I don't really see that big of a deal that they decided to get a quarterback who averages like 1.5 million against the cat to back up a guy Dave, who's often injured. But you, ultimately, you understand the point that if it affected Carson Wentz, that's the big deal, and they yeah, know but what Carson. What does that say about Wentz? I, that's though. a separate discussion. I agree with you. I don't love that it affected Carson Wentz, but Howie and Jeffrey know Carson Wentz had him in the building for four years at that point, four plus years, and still decided to do something that they should have known would have bothered him, would have caused these issues. Like that's on them. That is their fault. Don't give him the contract if you don't believe in him. But you gave him the contract. You have to back that up. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's on them. I think that's on Wentz that he couldn't handle it. Uh, well, I think, I think it's my... on. I think it's on both of them. I, I think it's on both of them. What's your last point, Dave? All right, maybe a little bit. Yeah. So I, I know you guys like hypotheticals, right? And, oh, and the last point with the uh, dead money and the contract situation. So if we never gave Carson the extension, right? Like this past year would have been he would have played it out on a six-year yep. option and yep. he would have moved on. So because we gave him the extension, we're looking at the $33 million uh, dead cat. Now, if you can go back in time, would you still give him the extension? In other words, no, would you obviously. trade the $33 million dead cat if you, didn't, if you did not give him the extension 
you would not have the one and the three. So, though. yeah, that's a great question. I think it's super interesting how many teams would trade $33 million in cap space for an extra one. Yeah, well, also— Especially and, when we're rebuilding. No, yeah, like, Dave, I Dave. I feel Dave, like the answer is— Good call. You would still have control of Wentz. You would still be able to franchise him and all that stuff. You would still have leverage in trade well, but negotiations. The, the point is, he's basically saying— You would get more for Wentz if, if you didn't have the contract, Well, period. But take this hypothetical. Is if Would you rather live out how it happened and get the one, or— just put him like well, allow him to enter free it's not agency. Not a definitive one yet, obviously. True. Okay, a, yeah. a second and a third. I, my point is, I don't think they would d- just let him enter free agency. I think they would try and control it through. But they probably don't get a. Well, who knows? Yeah, it's it's a very interesting hypothetical. But I do think his point overall is interesting in that yes, there's a dead cap hit, but for a rebuilding team, acquiring the picks they did is valuable. Well, yeah, of course. They, they it is. need the picks. Yes, of course it yes. is, but they didn't have a choice. He wanted out. Like, they had to get something. Like, whatever yeah. they got is value, sure. And, just, look, what you're saying about the organizational failure, I'm not disagreeing that, look, obviously this is not how Carson or the Eagles wanted this to play out. So in that way, it is a failure. But the main reason it's a failure is because Carson played poorly. If Carson plays better... Carson's not gone, and no one's calling this organizational failure. But we again, this is a, a chicken and egg thing. Like Carson played poorly because they drafted Jalen Hurts. Well, but you're putting all, all the blame then. Essentially, I, I think there's blame on both sides. That's my point. But regardless, it is an organizational failure that we are at this point. That the guy you drafted second overall, that was supposed to be the future of the franchise, that you gave this massive contract to, is gone before the contract was even supposed to kick in. Yes, like, that's a failure. That's my point. Let's go to Mount Laurel and talk to my buddy Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Seltz, man, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? See, I've been calling ESP extrasensory perception all these years, and, and look what happened. He's Boom. predicting all these things. I know. There it is. For what it's worth, like, Elliot has nailed a lot of this. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just learned from James he's every wrong, day. He's wrong today, but yeah. in general. <laughs> he has joined Puxatani Phil as the prognosticator of prognosticators. <laughs> Amen. Well done right there. <laughs> How you feeling Watch about out the trade? For that last step, it's a doozy. <laughs> Zach Ertz blew a big contract offer, and he's not going to get anywhere near what the Eagles offered he him. Did. Yeah, he, he, you know, he 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 pouted just like uh, Carson did. He, you know, I want the money that these other big guys. He's not as good as as those other two guys. He he can't be asking for that money. The Eagles made him a fair offer, and now he's going to lose. What do you think about that? Look, no denying that this year did not work out for Zach Ertz. Absolutely. Now, I I do think prior to this year, there was an argument to be made that he was worth the money those two guys were when you look at statistically. I think Travis Kelsey and uh, Kittle are are better players, probably. Absolutely. But in terms of production, I mean, he was right there. But the, the interesting thing with Ertz is, and he will be gone, I'll just be interested to see how many teams are interested in him after such a down year. Because I, I, I do think in the right situation, he can bounce well, back. Well, to, to your point, it'll be interesting to see if they can trade him or if they just end up having to release him and someone signs him. Yeah, because teams gonna be know part, you're moving on. Exactly. Though. So that's going to be and, – and if teams – if there are enough teams that truly want him, then maybe you get like a fifth for – or whatever, some, anything Anything but instead of cutting him. him. So I think it's going to be interesting, Dennis. And I have one, one more point. Angelo brought it up on his show this week, and I happen to agree with him. I don't think we win the Super Bowl if Carson was the quarterback because Nick, whoever Nick had the game of yeah. a career for anybody. I, so I don't think I don't think we win it with with, with Carson Dennis, as quarterback. A great call. I want to address that next because I've been thinking about it a lot. I mm-hmm. used to just say, you know, my rote answer was like, oh, they would have won with Carson. He was the best quarterback in the league that year, whatever. But I have been thinking about it a lot. Maybe I'm. Wavering. You're wavering. Okay. Maybe I'm 
Tommy. We'll talk about that next. Get in. Uh, last segment coming up, 215-592-9494. Robbie E. after that. It's Elliot. It's James. We're coming right back. Final segment for Go Birds Radio. Elliot James presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Rob Ellis coming up at three. Back to the phones in a second. That idea, and it's something we've talked about many times mm-hmm. over the last three years. You know, would they have won if Carson didn't get hurt? And I've always kind of just said, yeah, like Carson was the best quarterback I saw play that year. They definitely would have won. I've thought about it a lot more since, and certainly more so lately, and and I I think they could have still won. I don't feel quite as confident when, obviously, I think about what Nick did in those two games, in the, the Minnesota game and the Super Bowl, and also how he did it, like how calm and cool and collected mm-hmm. he was and how much that mattered and all that. Like, we haven't seen Carson play other than nine snaps or whatever in a big game, like a playoff game, a game like that yet, certainly the Super Bowl. And we know that Carson certainly early in games on that has a tendency to be a little jumpy, a little kind of overexcited and stuff. Like, I just, I thought Nick was so important to being able to do that. And because and of his demeanor, I don't know for sure that Carson would have. I'm positive they win the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz. <laughs> I have absolutely no doubt in my mind. And I think that the thing you have to remember is you're looking at Carson what we know now. But right. think about Carson True. prior to that ACL tear, yep. right? Yep. He goes on Thursday night to Carolina and beats the Panthers, plays yep. great. Even the L.A. game, he was playing great yep. until he got hurt. And threw and, a touchdown on the tour. Yeah, absolutely. That. So, yep. look, no quarterback could play better than Foles did against Minnesota and New England. Just not possible. So maybe he doesn't reach that level. But just from being around that team every day, every day that year, I remember being in Dallas after they smoked the Cowboys and saying to myself, this team is winning the Super Bowl. And they were so special that I think they would have no question won it without Carson. 215-592-9494 if you want to chime in on that as well. Feel free. Let's get back to the calls. Get as many as we can. Before we get out of here, let's go to Coatesville and talk to my buddy John. Hey, John. Hey, James. How you doing? Good, man. Good to talk to you. You too. I've never called a Saturday, but I always I know. I'm excited to hear you, buddy. What's on your mind today? Well, I got a question for Elliot. I, huh? I was going to say something about Wanks, but Elliot, I got a question for you. Okay. You're so high on Howie. You know, it sounds like you have complete faith in him. Correct? Well, d- look, I-, I would say I think Howie is a good general manager. I'm not saying he's top 10, anything like that, but I think that compared to what other people will feel about Howie, yes, I think I am higher on Howie than other people. Okay. Since 2016, since the drafts, yeah. Besides Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard, can you name two guaranteed starters that Howie drafted for next season? Well, Josh Sweat, I think, is probably one for what it's worth. I mean, Jordan Mailata might be one. I, you know, I could probably go through and find other people that will start. But if you're going to look since 2016, I would counter and say, yes, the drafts have been for sure hit or miss with those. I agree. But since 2016, this team has won a Super Bowl and four playoff games. So, yeah, the Howie's drafting has not been great, but it's not the only part of the job. Yeah, for one year, Howie did everything right. He, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Uh, see, a I, I just disagree with you. I think there's this, this thing people do with Howie where they call everything positive luck and turn everything else negative. I mean, you can't say it's luck. He put together uh, one of the best teams we've ever seen in the history of the city. That's not luck. That's just it's not. And look how quickly he fell apart. Look, 
Yeah, well, for what it's worth, they won. They were a winning team the next two years, and they were one drop pass away from the conference yeah. championship the Booed next year. By so the division, all that too. You could you could take both sides for that one. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, the the track record wins. Look John, again. Call, I'm not saying how he's a top ten GM. Any of those things, even though his resume does speak to being a top ten, <laughs> I'm not personally saying that. But like everyone's so everyone's so convinced they're not going to win with Howie. They've won. We've seen it. We've seen them win with Howie. So, you know, there's only how many there's only one general manager in the history of the franchise that you can say, I know they can win a Super Bowl with him. And it's Howie, because they did it. Let's go to Middletown and talk to Brian. Hey Brian. Hey gentlemen, great show as always. Thanks, man. And and Elliot, I was agreeing with everything you said today, other than uh, until you got to the point about they would have won the Super Bowl with uh with Lance. I mean, that just goes against everything in terms of how difficult it is to win. A championship. I mean, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is one in four in conference championship games. Same thing with Donovan McNabb. I mean, Jim Kelly got the fourth seat and lost. I mean, no, I, I don't think they they would have won with him. And as a matter of fact, that's part of the legacy. And I know it's partly the injury, but he has zero playoff wins. Yeah, but you have and to I remember think- what he was in 2017. I agree with you now, looking at him. But those injuries turned him into the player he was in 2017. And Foles played phenomenally. Don't get me wrong. Maybe they get to the playoffs and Wentz does choke. I don't know. But none of us in 2017 oh, no. thought that he was like a couldn't win a big game way, guy. I think I think the what uh, made or prompted uh, Howie to draft um, to draft Hurts was that injury in the playoff game against Seattle. And yeah, you know, maybe. Well, play well, yeah, it's yeah. interesting because that's really the only thing that happened from a physical perspective between the signing of the contract and the drafting of Hertz. You know exactly. what I mean? Like that's the, the only way, real injury he had. Right. Exactly. And by the way, I believe that was a mistake to give him that type of extension. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing with Foles winning the Super Bowl, you had time. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a cold business, but the injuries. Uh, to win, and the fact that the backup quarterback won the Super Bowl, there was no business. And especially no for it to be, for especially to do it coming off of two season-ending injuries. Like exactly. people forget, wow. they, yeah, two season-ending injuries. He gave oh, him yeah. that deal. It's pretty crazy, Brian. Great call, man. Call Thanks, us more guys. Often. Take care. Yeah, I like it's. It is crazy when you think about it in those specific terms, coming off two season-ending injuries and coming off two seasons where the backup quarterback won the Super Bowl and then the backup quarterback came within, you know, a, a drop catch potentially of getting the NFC Championship game. Like, it is pretty wild. It just makes you think, don't you wish, James, that someone would have told you that back then? <laughs> yeah. You know, imagine oh, if someone would have told you that and you could have known that, then maybe your opinion <laughs> would have been different, but... Buddy, we all get some wrong sometimes. Alex. I play. Look, I get a lot wrong as well. <laughs> I was wrong. I'll take it. Let's go to Phoenixville and talk to Ed. Hey, Ed. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, man? Thanks for calling in. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, so let me qualify this extremely aggressive hypothetical with uh, I think it would be an awful idea for him to do it. Well, my favorite hypotheticals no are those extremely aggressive ones, aggressive so I can't wait to hear it. But just knowing how he, what, 15 to 8 to 2 with when you don't think he could possibly be thinking of packaging six, the, what we got in the Wentz trade and Hurts to try to move up to at least three or two, or God forbid one to get Trevor Lawrence. Is that, I mean, is that? I don't think he, there's any chance he can get to one. I, I look, I would if they want to go get Trevor Lawrence, I would support that. I think Trevor Lawrence is is legit. Can't miss. You know, I, I injury don't. And provide, I know you right, don't, yes. but. I don't think there is any chance. I don't think there's any package that Jackson was taking. I think Urban Meyer took that job because he could draft well, Trevor Lawrence. what's interesting about your hypothetical is if you say to one, that is extremely aggressive but hypothetical. Is, but uh, I think two is 
I don't want to say they have, super they have realistic. have a relationship but, with Joe Douglas. He yeah. worked with Joe Douglas. That's the GMO as a second pick. There's no doubt whatsoever the fact that now that they have extra assets that they just acquired in this Wentz deal, they will consider trading up for one. I don't know if they'll do it, but they will consider it. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Right, yeah, thanks call. for calling in. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I, again, as you've talked about many times, as we have look, if there's a guy, if they look at Zach Wilson, they're like, that's the guy. Like, we believe just like they did with Wentz back in 16, like, that's the guy to move our franchise forward. We have to have him. Then they will try and go get him. Yeah, and look, obviously they have to get the pick right. I think that goes without saying. More than anything. Like, whatever position they take, just pick someone who's good. The riskiest pick is a quarterback. Big time. And the riskiest thing to do is to trade up to two. Absolutely. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Ocean City and talk to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Appreciate hey. you taking my call. Yeah, thanks uh, long for calling. Long-time pod listener. Awesome. Huge fan of the show. Oh, nice. Um, and just let me just start off by saying, huge fan of this trade. Can't stand Howie. You're a smart we man. Fan, we got fantastic value. Yep. I mean, think about it. We either get a first-round pick because he somehow manages to stay healthy or play well enough not to get benched, or we get a second-round pick because he had a season-ending injury yep. or was awful enough to get benched. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're looking for in a type of trade where you really had no leverage. I mean, this is a guy who apparently wasn't on speaking terms with the coach and the GM for the last several months. And according to the reports, really wasn't all that much uh, talk about trying to get him traded someplace else. There weren't any other offers. And I also think it's fantastic because you have a guy in Jalen Hurts who more accurately reflects the qualities that we root for an athlete to this city. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy who's been really great in terms of taking to coaching, is a demonstrated leader, has handled adversity really well, and has the respect of his teammates. And I'm also excited to see and get a better idea of what we have in these young receivers when we have someone who can throw an accurate and catchable ball to yep, them. Absolutely. You know? I think one thing, too, is the Eagles made a trade and upgraded a quarterback. So, like, yeah, how, yeah so that's a perfect outcome. The one for thing this. I will say, and again, I already said I'm, I'm excited for Hertz. I, I think there's potential there. The, to your point there, Chris, the one thing I'm not sure about is the accuracy. Like, we need to see still, like, accuracy is not his calling card. I don't know, man. I, I test last year. I Look, mean, he's a Ray rookie. Did, I thought... was, like, Ray Dinger came on and was pretty excited about Hertz, and that was his one gripe. He's like, I don't believe he could be an accurate yet. He might be able to, but I do think, like, he needs to work on the accuracy and on, on the throwing to a point. Like, come on. He's not a finished product. No, he's not a finished product, but I think he throws a very catchable nice ball. Sure, sure. Exactly. And that's the other thing. Like, all these people in Indianapolis that are saying, oh, we can't wait to have him, we'll see what they're saying when, you know, he's yep. throwing screens at people's feet. Yeah, when 100%. When he's throwing behind receivers yeah. in the flat. No, Chris, when he's throwing a... high and wide to people doing, doing seam routes. Yeah, you know? Chris, and then call, we'll see. call again, man. Yeah. Really good right, call. Fellas, and thanks. look, yeah, I certainly, when, when I saw those videos of the, like, the Wentz interception supercuts going around, I certainly was not like, oh, no, can't lose that guy. Because there were some horrendous, horrendous plays. If there's one quarterback who Wentz's career really mimics so far, it would be Sam Bradford, right? Earned a lot of money that he probably didn't deserve. Suffered suffered a lot of injuries. He earned it more than Bradford did. He helped win a Super Bowl. True, yes. But I would say got money he didn't really super earn. And when they traded Bradford, everybody in the world said that pick from the Vikings was going to be like 26. It was 14. So let's see. Like, let's see. I think the player we've seen from the player we've seen in Philly is not guaranteed to me to be a late 20 pick. Carson Wentz. He's gone. He's gone. Wow. We can start to talk about other things. It'll be fun. What would you grade the trade now that we're done? Like, taking out my issues with the whole situations of just the trade itself, 
it's like a B, B plus. Okay. I'm an A plus. So. I, I yeah. can tell, man. I can yeah, tell. Yeah, we're right. expressed. Look, thank you to every single person who called in today. Can't tell you much. We appreciate it. We couldn't do it without you. If you're on the line now and we couldn't get to you, I'm sorry. Rob Ellis will absolutely be talking about this, so stay on the line. Rob's better than us anyway, so just stay yeah, on and talk it's to a fact. Rob. It's another upgrade and, right there. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and we'll be back next week. So uh, for Elliot, uh, again, I'm James. Thank you for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here. On Sports Radio 94 WIP, and one last time, let me remind you that so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and have set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally, betting on sports makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home teams. That's why we go with our home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money, safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. You can bet on anything and everything, pro hoops, college hoops, hockey, baseball futures, football futures, in-game betting, player performances. Elliot's even been betting on soccer lately. Anything you can think of, you could do it with the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. It's fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet.